Yeah, it's the Casimir engine yet again. Uh, episode 15. 15 of loads. It's not kakaka. You're listening to the Casimir. Ka- ka- <laughs> That's me. Kakaka. Hasn't that been done to death? Isn't that so 990s? You think so? Casimir engine. It's the Casimir engine. It's not KKK. We've got... uh, This is a new band for the show. This is the Cottage Bluegrass Boys with... um, From their EP Box of Pine. And this is pushing on. This is written by the lads themselves. Hey, my cousin's in this band, so they're dead good, right? the Cottage Bluegrass Boys. Uh, they're from uh, Matlock and Worksworth and, well, local area anyway. If you want to get in touch with them, uh, check them out on Facebook and on YouTube, Cottage Bluegrass Boys. 
Hey, what you got all this kind of music on for anyway, Cass? Uh, it's a special edition again. There's no, uh, hey, what's on the show tonight, Casimir? You better prepare yourself. Hey, Kev Rocker Robson is back in town. So, in fact, the person who said, uh, what's on the show tonight, Casimir, is Kev Rocker Robson. We had more downloads for his show than any other show. And I think he did them all. I caught up with Kev um, last week. In fact, it's really weird because it was this week. It was only yesterday. But I'm pre-recording this because I'm on me jolly holidays. I've taken Herbie the studio dog. We've gone checking out recording equipment and broadcasting equipment together. He's given me plenty of advice. And we've gone to the seaside. Um, Just to get formalities out before we get Kev on, don't forget you can contact the show on Twitter at Casimir Podcast and on Facebook at Casimir Podcast or put the Casimir Engine Show in the People, Places and Things search box. And you can listen to us on Spotify. Well, if you're listening to this, you know where we can. you can listen to us. Spread the word. Let's get Kev on. I'm Kev Bo- I'm Kev <laughs> No, I'm Kev... <laughs> I'm Kev Rocker-Robson, and you're listening to the Casimir Engine. What? Pod, snow show, podcast. show, show. Your show looks like snow podcast. No, that's just me handwriting. You can't write. No, I know I can't write. Right. My mum wanted me to be but a doctor, I think, but I could only write like one. Well, Try- you do write like you write really weird. You Try- write, you write like an old man. Just try it again. Okay. I'm Kev Rocker. I'm not saying Bovis. No. I'm not saying I'm Kev Bovis. No, I know. I know the Ted Bovis thing's over right. with. We're not mentioning you're looking like Ted Bovis again, right? So, <laughs> right? <laughs> Even though I think there's money I to be had. I can't at... say it you've got a rope there. Because you've got a rope there. I can't say it. Hang on a minute. Let right, me just... hang, on. hang on. I'll scribble it out. I'll scribble... I've scribbled Ted Bovis out, right? Um, <laughs> Rocker... <laughs> Can you put me real name on? I can say it if you put me real name on. Right. <laughs> right, back a bit. Back a right. bit. Right, right. 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 I'm Kev Rocker Robson, and you're listening to the Casimir Engine Show podcast. Brilliant. Is that all right? You're back again, aren't you? <laughs> I'm back again. I didn't think we were ever going to get you back again, but we've been. Well, one, uh, you know, I had questions last time to ask you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we had um, we had more more um, downloads than any other show so far. Listening to the Kev Rocker Robson show, right? Which is great. But yeah. um, people have rung me and said, "Can you ask Kev next time he's on how much it's cost him?" in download time, right, on his phone to download the podcast that many times. 
it's cost me. <laughs> it has, hasn't it? Just to be, just to be the top yeah. one. Yeah, it's cost me a fortune. I can't believe I'm the top. You're top. I can't. Thing. I can't. <laughs> and then, lo- lots of people can't. one we had um yeah. jack and the real deals yeah music have you got any uh, we need yeah. we need some um original music so you're gonna have to give us a track that we can pick out and i can fill in so have yeah, jack and the real it's, deals it's, have they have they written their own music or is it all yeah yeah well it's not me because um you can't I'm not write. Clever enough, really. <laughs> I can't write. <laughs> I can't read all right. Yeah. Um, um, Jack, Jack the singer, and Sid the guitarist. They do, they do most of the writing, and well, have you me and Andy the drummer. We just sort of make a noise in the background. Yeah. They're the clever guys, apparently. All right. So <laughs> I need a track then that we can pick out. Yeah. Jack and the real So what we're going to play? Yeah. Thank you. 
wait for my baby when the sun goes down. Cause I'll be heading to the camera town. Where the drinks are flowing and the lights are dim. I'm going to have a look at Blackjack again. To the last present I've even been on the pressure of my back Well, you always lose something when you play a blackjack Let's try and catch up with um, part two of the Kev Rocker Robson story. Um, so yeah. we last left you, and you were living yeah. at your granddad's. It was, yeah. 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 Well, I was sort of living... Um, I was living everywhere, really. I was uh, living with my granddad, and then at times I was living back with my dad, and then with my mum. Uh, and I was going backwards and forwards all over the place. So, um, yeah, was, and my brothers were the same. You know, it was a tough time. So we were half at my nan's, half at my dad's, and sometimes at my mother's. So we are all over the place, backwards and forwards, really. So, so we re- were never stable. Remind me how many brothers you got again. I've got uh, two two other brothers. Two other brothers. Um, yeah, yeah. Young, one, one's... Uh, yeah, they're both younger than me. One's uh, four years younger than me, and uh, my other brother's uh, 12 months younger than me. Okay. So I'm the eldest. All right. The eldest of three. So what was your plan? What was the Kev Robson plan 
to what were you <laughs> gonna do after being in the home? Had well, you got any um, ambitions or? Yeah, I had lots of ambitions, um, loads of ambitions. I mean, one of the ambitions was join the army. Okay. And that was the biggest ambition. (laughs) You're going to love this. Um, So when I'd left school, um, in them days, it was get a job. You just had to get a job. Yeah. So um, while I was sort of uh, going backwards and forwards and living with my nan and granddad and my dad and my mum, I managed to get a job straight away. I got uh, three or four offers. And this one particular job, it's in the industry I'm in now, okay. the window furnishing industry. Um, I got a job straight away there in uh, a place called Burslem in Stoke-on-Trent. Um, it had been gone over 100 years when I uh, joined. Um, did I it, got a job did there it, making one. Did it make 101 years? Or did, you finish, did you finish that one <laughs> off? <laughs> 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 is it still going? No, is it still going? Yeah. No. No, no it's not going. <laughs> oh dear. It ended. I, I think um, Lysett's, um It was called Lysett Brothers. Yeah. And they sort of finished. Um, I think the mid nineties. They they sort of finished. But it had been going ever such a long time. And a great company. But uh, I think they overstretched themselves and uh, went all horribly wrong, and that was it, you know. But uh, I got a job there. It set me up uh, in the blind industry. And like I say, all I wanted to do was join the army and had the ambition of joining the army. So while I was at um, Lysitz, I went to uh, <laughs> I went to Hanley and uh, in Stoke, and there was a, a office recruitment centre there. And uh, I went for my test, and uh, I did my me, um, me fitness test, and I passed that. Absolutely not a problem. And then I went for my uh, actual, you know, sort of written test, and uh, failed. Failed miserably. Right. <laughs> failed. failed miserably. And, uh, and basically he said, uh, you failed, uh, but come back in a couple of years, and... Um, and reapply, you know, get a bit of life experience and uh, and come back. And that's what I did. So I uh, spent a bit of time at Lycett. So I was there sort of two and a half, three years, I think. I'm crap with times. I can't do dates and times. But I was there about two, two and a half, three years maximum. And then I got fed up of the blind industry and... uh, one of my uncles was working um, in the hotel industry in Stratford upon Avon. Oh yeah, and uh, and he was having a ball. <laughs> he was having the time of his life, and I thought, do you know what? I'd like a bit of that. In hotels, <laughs> he was having a great time. Yeah, yeah, he was having a great time. He worked for this hotel company. Anyway, so I applied for a job in his hotel, and I didn't get the job. So uh, I thought, well, it doesn't matter. I'll uh, I go and uh, look for an, another job in the same industry at uh, in different hotels. And I got a job as a waiter um, called uh, the Moat House in Stratford-upon-Avon. 
Oh, blimey, that's a long way from Burslem or Handley or wherever you were. (laughs) Well, the the beauty of it was as well, I got accommodation there. I think I know this hotel. Is this the one that, like, it's on the the kind of the ring road overlook? Is it like on an island thing overlooking the river? That's right. I know where you mean. Yeah, it's a huge place. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. So I started off as a uh, room service waiter. I have a feeling that you've got quite a few stories that we can't broadcast. I can't know. But I, <laughs> let me just say, I had the time of my life. Oh, honestly, dear. I had the time of my life. It was brilliant. I loved it. Yeah. And uh, I was there. I was there a couple of years, and uh, I had a great time. And uh, I met this girl called uh, Dawn. Okay. Yeah. She was. Uh, I've been with her one or two girls at the time, but I was really taken with this one girl door and uh we decided okay i had some mates who went to guernsey to they had a job in guernsey and uh i decided i was going to go to guernsey uh to this hotel and work there and i got a job there yeah so that this mean this dawn went there and uh we we worked in guernsey uh for a couple of years and it was just brilliant it was absolutely fantastic. You're getting further and further away. Oh, I did. So anyway, um, while we were there, me and this dawn split up. Unfortunately, we we, uh, we sort of went our separate ways, but you know, we're still friends, and uh, we had the time of our life. You're listening to the Casimir Engine Show podcast. Anyway, I met this, uh, I had a lot of friends there, and I met this, I can't remember the guy's name, but his girlfriend was called Antoinette, right? It was him and her boyfriend. And uh, we decided we were going to travel around the world, right? Yeah. And and we planned it all, and I was going to go with her and her boyfriend, okay? And the the first stop we were going to go to was Holland, okay, because... His sister lived in Holland, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, we were going to go there first, get a job, work there for a few months, and then go to the kibbutz. Right, and, okay. Uh, and, yeah, we had it all planned. Oh, it was so exciting on paper. It was great. So anyway, uh, on the day we were going, everyone's saying, oh, good luck, you know, you do all right, and all excited for us. So we get on the ferry, whizzes over to, with a tent, yeah, whizzes over to Holland. I'm in this tent in this campsite. I get myself a job in a hotel, okay, as a, um, as a waiter. Them two are living with his sister in this, in their house while I'm in this tent, right? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't make it up. No. And they were they were loving it. They were absolutely loving it. And I was getting a bit bored. We'd been there two or three months. So after a couple in of a three tent. months... In a tent? You're in a tent for two or three yeah, months? Yeah, in a tent, yeah. So after a while, I said to this... Um, I said 
Oh, Chris was his name. That was right. I said, Chris, we're supposed to be going around the world. You know, we're supposed to be going off to the kibbutz. You know, are we ready? And he, he, he come to us and he said, look, we've had a little think about this and uh, we're not going to bother. I said, what do you mean you're not going to bother? He said, uh, well, we like it so much here. My sister's offered me a, a room here with my girlfriend. We've got a job and we're staying here. I said, well, what about me? Well, you'll have to go on your own. To a kibbutz? There's enough <laughs> trouble in the Middle East without you in a kibbutz. <laughs> well, of course, I didn't go, so I ended up back, going back to uh, Stratford, Stratford-upon-Avon. That's as far as I got my travels around the world, Holland. Holland, as far as it got. <laughs> That's as far as it got. So, uh, yeah, I ended up back at Stratford. <laughs> so, yeah, that, but um, Guernsey was absolutely fantastic. So I ended up back at Stratford and uh, started working there. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to try and join the army again. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, in the meantime, I met this girl, Sarah. Another yeah. one. And she, yeah, yeah. And she was the absolute love of my life. Hellfire. Okay. Oh, Dave. She There's was a reoccurring stunning. theme along here, right? <laughs> she was lovely. Absolute lovely. And uh, to the point where I went and joined the army. I got in the army. I joined the Royal Artillery. It was based in uh, London. Okay. Did you have to wear action um, man clothes? <laughs> yeah, the eagle eyes locked. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think people could get in the army under like five foot. I just, you know, how did, how did you do it? Did you wear platform soles or something when you went for your test? <laughs> oh, I had, I had a great time, but I was still with this uh, Sarah. Yeah. And uh, anyway, um, we decided, she decided she didn't want me to stay in the army because she wanted to get married. And uh, she sort of begged me to come out of the army and uh, and get married. Well, I wanted to get married anyway, but she didn't want to be married and in quarters, army quarters. So she, had, she said, you know, I'd like you to leave and uh, let's get married. So that's what we did. I left the army. And we got married. So in the army, then, did you yeah. uh, did you see active service? Did nah, you go to nah, Ireland or anything like that, or were you cutting nah, like nah, radish bad. rosettes or something? What were you doing? Were you <laughs> the chef? No, nah, I was just I was in London, uh, uh, a place called Woolwich Arsenal. The oh, only yeah. action I seen is the IRA blew up our barracks. Did they? <laughs> that was about it. Yeah, yeah. It was called the Eltham Bomb. It was at Eltham in oh, uh, yeah. London. Yeah. And uh, the, the, yeah, it was only a little thing, but it, yeah, it was scary enough. And uh, they blew up uh, part of our barracks. But, uh, yeah, I left there and got married. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was my brief stint in the army. And uh, I left and got married. And uh, yeah, it, it was great. She was a wonderful girl and... Uh, Unfortunately, it all went to a little bit pear-shaped, so I come out of the army to get married and then divorced. Oh, no.
engine. I've listened to your show, and it's a shambles. All right. So, so after that, okay, let's let's bring it a bit more up to date because um, yeah. you had a bit of an experience a couple of years ago. I know we're skipping through, like, yeah. 40 years that you had in between that because you're about 60, aren't you? But um, <laughs> you, you had a bit of an experience about two years ago. Yeah, yeah, just just under two years ago. I had a, all the stress and the strains of life, I think, to be honest. And uh, I, can't, I can't deny as well, I used to smoke a little. Did you? Um, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a lot, but I, I did used to smoke. Um, what was your, what, 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 what were you doing at the time? You're running your own business. Um, no, I wasn't. Um, I'm just trying to think what I was doing. Uh, no, I was working for someone at the time. Okay. I was actually working for someone. I just, um, I just left my business. Um, but you've had businesses and and you've been working for yourself for for a number of yeah. years. Yeah, I was working for myself for fifteen years. Yeah, quite so, as you know, quite successfully. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had quite a successful business. Uh, unfortunately, um, when I lost my son, I lost my business as well. Yeah. Um, it, it it all went pretty bad, really. I, yeah. I just couldn't. I had a bit of a, a mini breakdown, uh, to be honest. And then about a couple of years ago, um, I was lying in bed one day. And uh, just randomly out of breath, um, not badly, just slightly out of breath, and I just didn't feel right. And it was half past three on a Sunday morning. Um, I, I just didn't feel so good. I, I just felt weird. Walked downstairs, uh, thinking, oh, "I'll be all right. I'll be fine." Went back upstairs, back to bed. Uh, still didn't uh, feel right, tossing and turning, went back downstairs. And this went on for about an hour up and down the stairs. And in the end, I thought, do you know what? And I'll never, ever do this. I'm going to go to accident emergency. I just don't feel right. So I got in my car and drove to the hospital. What time was this? And, um, this is about half three in the morning. Oh, this is still early in the morning? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably about half four by then. Yeah. Um, but it's still early in the morning. I just thought, no, I'm going to drive to the hospital and uh, get checked out. And on the way there, I started coughing slightly and uh, getting a little bit more out of breath. Not a lot, but just a little. Anyway, I get to the car park, walked into um, the reception at Accident Emergency, and it was packed, absolutely packed solid. And I thought... And it was full of uh, drunks and all sorts, you yeah. know, from Saturday night. I just thought, do you know what? I'm going to go home. I ain't staying here. I'll be all right. I'm just out of breath. I'll just go and lie down. I'll be okay. And, uh, and I just went up to reception because there was nobody there, given my name and address. And I thought, well, once I've done that, I'll go home. Given my name and address, told them what's wrong. And she says, you've got a four-hour wait. Holy, where's this? This is in uh, Stoke. Oh, Stoke Hospital. Yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, right. She says, you've got a four-hour wait, but we do a triage. You know, a nurse will come out and see you in a bit and just check you over. 
So I thought, well, I'll see her and see what she says, and then I'll go home. So I sat down, and I just looked around, and I thought, what a mess. Look at all these. They were all drunk, and they were only in there. Bear in mind, it's accident emergence. And they're in there for, like, you know, split head or, a, you know, sprained ankle or something. Yeah. You know, minor things. I think, what a waste of people's time, you know. And they're all drunk. Um, and I just thought, I'm going to go home. No, I, I'm going to go. Anyway, just as I was thinking that, this nurse come out, Mr. Robson. So I walked up and she, she won her happy. Well, she <laughs> wasn't happy was with the job. She's not happy in her job. Well, I, th- I think what it was, to be perfectly honest, she'd seen all these people. Yeah. They're all wet time wasters, weren't they, most yeah. of them? So, um, and it was coming perhaps to the end of her shift. And, uh, she, I think she'd just had enough for the night and uh, I went in, she went sit down, so I sat down and she said right what can I do for you and I explained to her and she did some tests and uh, she says you seem okay, she said oh just before you go let me do an ECG on you and uh, she said sit on that uh, set, uh, chair thing there so I'll lay on this like bed rather and, uh, and she put all these things on my chest and on my legs and uh, she switched things on and uh, and she looked up and then started looking at a reading thing and she went and she actually swore and she went oh my oh f <laughs> yeah uh, quick quick come with me like that and do you know something I never even clicked never even clicked I, I just followed and she says quick sit down there in reception again so I sat down and I could see her running around looking for something. I thought, well, what's she doing? And then she come running back with this chair and she said, get on this chair quick. Said, what, 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 what are you doing? She says, get on this chair quick. So anyway, I sat on this chair and she ran like the clappers. And it, it seemed like she was running for hours down this corridor. She yeah. kept running. <laughs> You know, have you ever seen that Peter Kerr um, video, Amarillo? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> running. Not like that. She was running for hours. And, uh, do you know, she never said anything, and I never said anything to her, and he never asked. I just sat in this chair, and she just kept running. And yeah, I got the shock of my life, you know. She, she was shouting down this, like, phone thing. And I didn't even listen to what she was saying. And uh, she got a tag, went through, the, scanned it on the door, so the door opened. Went round this door, and I got the shock of my life. She ran round this corner, and it was absolutely manic. There was accident emergency. She opened this curtain, and there was all these doctors and nurses waiting for us. It, I didn't know, but it was a crash team waiting for us. Right. I could I didn't know. All all it was to me was a load of doctors and nurses round a bed. And they just said, Mr. Robson. And I said, yeah. And they grabbed hold of me like I was a feather. Yeah. And they picked me up, put me on this bed, stripped my clothes off so fast. as fastest I've ever been stripped. <laughs> and uh, it was great. Even Dawn in <laughs> Guernsey. She was quicker than that. <laughs> She couldn't do it that quick. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, they put all these wires on me. 
And there was this nurse, um, while I was lying down, this nurse above my head, and she was shouting at everyone, um, do this, do that, and trying to egg them on to get quicker. And uh, and this one nurse was trying to put a cannula in me, yeah? What's one of them? And she was struggling. You know, when they put the drugs... Oh, right, OK. Uh, in your veins. Yeah. Um, it's, it's She's trying to get one of them in me, and uh, she couldn't get it. She couldn't get a vein. And uh, and she, this nurse is, like, not shouting at her, but telling her to hurry up. And uh, as she's pushing it in, I, I, I thought, hang on, what's going on here? And I turned to this nurse, and I said, is everything all right? And she just looked at me and said, sorry, what? What? I said, well, what's going on? Is everything all right? So I was lying there thinking, bloody hell, it's good service here. <laughs> <laughs> How can they not be NHS? This is fantastic. And uh, she said, uh, has anybody uh, said anything to you? And I said, no. And she picked my hand up. And I tell you, my attitude totally changed then. She rubbed my hand. And she looked me in my eyes and just said, oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Robson. I've got to tell you, you're having a major heart attack. Joking. A heart 
heart attack. I said, but I feel all right. She says, well, you're slightly out of breath. And uh, I can tell you, you're having a major heart attack. I said, have you got the right person? And as I was saying that, I was getting more and more out of breath. And she was telling me to calm down. And I, I started to panic at them and started to worry. And uh, she's rubbing my hand. She's saying, calm down, you know, it, you, you get yourself worked up. And uh, so I calmed down. I, there, I was so I was so scared. And you're I on really you're on your was. own. You, there's nobody with I'm you. I'm on my own. Nobody knows I'm there. Uh, apart from the girl I was with at the time, she had gone to work. Um, she knew I was there, but nobody else knew I was there. Um, so I'm lying in this bed thinking, God, am I going to be all right? And I started. Um, really scared, shaking, and then started shaking then, and she said, oh, calm down. And I just turned to her, and I just said, am I going to die? I don't know why I said it. I said, am I going to die? And I said, I tell you this now, the look in her eyes said it all. No and she way. just picked my hand and rubbed it again. She said, look, you're having a major heart attack. We've got to get you to surgery. You, you know, you, 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 you're not in a good place, but, but we're going to do the best we can for you. And I was like, what? You've just driven to the hospital yeah. and you're having a major just, heart yeah. attack. And I'm having a major heart attack. Anyway, um, I, I, I have to be honest, I, I started shaking. I was lying in the bed shaking, thinking, this is it. I'm going to die on a bloody bed in hospital. I really was petrified. Um, I was sweating, and she was saying, you must calm down to try and keep calm. And uh, all I could think about was my son. Um, I was thinking about James, who uh, I lost a couple of years ago before that. And um, I just kept thinking about him. And, think and then all of a sudden, uh, a total calm come over me, uh, and I was all right. And I just turned to this nurse. I said, I'm going to be all right. I'm fine. I'm okay. Whatever happens to us, I'm all right, because I'm going to join my son. And just then, this nurse had found a vein and got this thing in my vein. Yeah. And I turned to this nurse and I said, whatever happens, I'm going to be... And she was going, calm down, you're going to be all right. And she was asking me to explain, and I explained to her, I'd lost my lad, and he was 13, and I've lost him, and I'm going to join him. And I just lay there really calm. And then all of a sudden, I started getting worked up because I thought, hang on a minute, I've got twin boys. What about Harry? Yeah. I can't leave him behind. I can't leave Harry. And then I turned to the nurse and said, oh, my God, and I panicked. And I said, no, I can't leave my son, Harry. What about Harry? Uh, and then all of a sudden, I'd gone. I went. What do you mean totally you went? Gone. I died. You died? I died. I died. I died on the table. And um, I can remember it as though it was yesterday. It was, uh, yeah, it was. What, uh, you, you, like the doctors have, yeah. have kind of, you've gone flatline, it's gone. I'd gone, yeah, 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 gone. Uh, not only had I gone, I'd, uh, I had this, uh, oh, God, I can't think of the name. 
there's a particular type of heart attack that uh, you very rarely survive. Um, it's where the heart actually shakes inside your chest. Yeah. And, and if I've got it right, they have to stop your heart to start it again. Um, so what had happened was they got these um, defibrillators on me, uh, shot me with these defibrillators. That didn't work. And uh, they were they're very close to turning the machine off. Um, and this nurse um, got on top of my chest and absolutely smashed my ribs, absolutely gave me the CPR with all her life. No way. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah. And I survived. I come round. And I can remember when uh, I opened my eyes and I, and I was, oh, it was weird. It, it, I can't put into words how weird it is. Someone giving you full on CPR and then waking up to it. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, it's really weird seeing this nurse on top of you and really smashing your ribs as she's doing it. And uh, and she turned, she was shouting, I've got him, I've got him, I've got him. No way. And so you haven't, you haven't passed you, out or anything like that. You no, have no, let, no. Elvis has I, left I, the building. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah quit the lot. Yeah. Yeah, gone, totally gone. And um, so anyway, can, can, you, said, can you remember oh, what it felt like? Were you, oh, can yeah, you remember yeah, anything? Yeah. Absolutely everything. Absolutely everything. Um, basically, um, when I'd gone, it was so nice. It was wonderful. Um, I, I'd gone into this place where there was a huge, bright white, and I can't explain how white this wall was. And it was massive. It was dead long. And at the end of this wall um, was my son, James. And well, Harry, you, you as can well. you can see this in. I can see them. I can see both of them, and they're talking to each other. And um, they're both in bright white shirts with a black tie and black trousers. And I'm standing at the beginning of this white wall, and I'm shouting at them, going, "James, Harry, it's your dad, it's me." And I, I can't tell you how brilliant I felt. My, I felt. Absolutely, I've never felt joy like it. It was amazing, and I'm shouting, and they couldn't hear me, but I didn't care. I didn't care. All I seen was my two lads talking to each other, and I loved it. Yeah. I mean, if if I hadn't come back, I wouldn't have cared to see my two lads talking, and I'm shouting at them, going, "James, Harry, it's your dad, it's me." And I'm going, oh, my God, look at me boys and me boys, like that. And I'm thinking, oh, God, look at me boys. And all of a sudden, this line appeared in front of my eyes. And as this line appeared in front of my eyes, as this line dropped down down towards my body, this noise appeared in my ears, and it was like going, like that. Like a, a TV hadn't tuned in yeah, right, you know, yeah, from white the old, noise type like stuff. Yeah. Oh, and it was horrible. It was definite. And I was going, oh, God, what's that? Oh, my God. And then this line would lift up again just above my eyes, and I could see me boys. 
and it was going up and down like that. So is this you yeah. drifting in and out, do you think? Well, the, I'll tell you where, oh. apparently what it was. Um, so anyway, as this um, line's drifting up and down, and as it goes up, I can see my boys, but as it goes down, this noise, and I can't see anything. Everything's all horrible. Um, then this line just really fast just lifts up and I disappear off into this other place. And, um, oh, it was, it was wonderful. This place was, I was on my own. Um, and it wasn't like my body. It was like, um, inside me. I can't, I can't put it into words. I'm not going to say my spirit because I don't know if it was that, but it was like, whatever's inside your body that makes you human. Do you understand yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That was there. And and I felt as though I was there for a while. And I felt great. I felt absolutely top class. No aches, no pains, no worries, nothing. Absolutely nothing. I felt as though I was just floating around. And it felt great. And then all of a sudden... I get this image, I look down, and there's this image I'm looking down at, and I go, oh, my God, it's me. And I'm looking down, and I can see me on the bed. Yeah. And the nurses and everybody. arms down the side. No, no, just me. Just you. Just me, right? And I'm looking down, and I'm going, oh, my God, that used to be me. And I'm actually looking at myself, and I'm laughing at myself, going, ah, look. Look at my nose. Isn't it big? <laughs> and I remember going around looking at my nose and thinking it was remarkable how big my nose was. Now you know how we and feel. Around... <laughs> 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 it's, it was really weird. And as I was looking at myself, I was thinking, oh, it's really bizarre, that's me. And then all of a sudden, I go into a bit of a panic. Yeah. And I go, oh, my God. Hang on, then I realise it's me and I'm dead. Then all of a sudden, I just start going, <laughs> like that. Wait, open my eyes up and there's this nurse on top of me giving me horrendous CPR and going, I've got you, I've got you. And I'm thinking, hey, what, what the hell's going on? And the next thing, I'm being raced down this corridor into this theatre and having wires shoved up my wrist. Bizarre. Absolute bizarre. They were shoving wires up my wrist where I'm putting stent, there's putting a oh, stent yeah. in. Yeah. Eight out of ten listeners voted the Casimir Engine Show podcast the best podcast in the world. It was weird. It, it was totally, it's changed my life, completely so, changed so, my life. A couple of questions then. Right, so from all of that, and not wanting to get too deep into all of this then, do, yeah, yeah. do you think there is a thing as one, a soul? Have you got a soul then? Do you think, has that made you, were you, were you religious or anything beforehand? I've, all, I've always been religious. Oh, you life. are really? Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I've always, I've always been, not, not, don't get me wrong, I'm not, no, uh, go around, preaching and all that but i've always believed in god yeah always have and i've always gone to church not very often granted but i always go i go three four five six times a year i basically go 
<laughs> you're going to laugh at this, but I go to be cleansed. That's how they call it. To edge your bets, <laughs> just in case. No, no, no. I actually go there because I think after three or four months and I've done all me, um, you know, I've done whatever I've done in life, I need to go there and, you know, and uh, put myself right. Atone for your <laughs> sins. I think it, that's it. Atone yeah, for yeah. your sins. Yeah, yeah. And the sins that are many. Yeah, so I go there and I get put right, and when I come out, I really do feel a whole lot better. Okay, uh, the world seems a better place. So, yeah, I do believe in it, but I'm not saying that where I went was anything religious. But if somebody said to me, "Is there something after you die?" One hundred percent, yes, definitely. I don't know what, but there is. You definitely go somewhere. I felt as though I was in a waiting room, waiting to go somewhere. That's yeah. what it felt like. But um, are you are you frightened? Something. Are you frightened of it happening? Or if someone says they're going to take my life now, it wouldn't bother me in the slightest. No, wouldn't bother me in the slightest. Not now. It used to. I used to be scared stiff, but it wouldn't bother me now. Absolutely not. One hundred percent. So how long have you got? Um, have you got? statistics of how long you weren't with us uh just over two minutes two minutes of you weren't you weren't with us yeah and also they were shocked that there's nothing wrong with us (laughs) quite hard to believe but um i've not you know had you know speech problems or and you know any anything but apparently that noise after, after all that yeah the happened, line and the noise step... explain the line and the noise yeah, yeah. right what had happened was and just so you know i'm not pulling your leg all my friends were in the room at the time listening to this right and plus my girlfriend at the time was in the room listening to all this so you know there is witnesses there to tell you this yeah but apparently this this noise, um, this nurse come to see us after and she brought a couple of colleagues with, um, with her. And one of them who was really interested in um, sort of what happens after you sort of yeah. die, you know. Yeah. And um, this nurse comes and she says, do you remember me? And I said, uh, no, sorry. And then she explained, I'm the nurse who give you the CPR and what have you. And I said, oh, yes, I do. I can I can recognise your eyes. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can tell by your eyes, and uh, and she was explaining to my friends and Jenny what had happened because she asked me, "Do you know what happened to you?" And I said, "Well, all I know is that I went to hospital, and next thing I'm in, you know, um, I'm talking, you know, on about my son and." And that was it. That's all I can remember. And then she started filling in the gaps of what had happened. And they're all sat there, all my friends, and yeah. thinking, oh, my God, I can't believe it, uh, at what had happened. But apparently this this noise, what happens is when you die, your body uh, goes first, but your brain continues. It carries on yeah. for a brief time. And what it's trying to do is collect oxygen, oxygen and blood. Yeah. And that's the noise. What rushing into your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh and of course when all that had gone, I was definitely dead. <laughs> I was gone. Um so that apparently that's what had happened. 
I've, I've um, never met a man really who's died before. Well, there's a few of them, apparently. There's well, I'm, I'm sure there them. are, but I've never known one. You know what I mean? This is... Uh, I mean, it's an incredible story. Incredible story. Yeah. I wish it, I wish it hadn't happened to me, to be fair. No, honest. it would have been better. Yeah, it would have been better somebody else. But, um, but yeah, yeah. It's, um, it is an yeah. incredible story. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you now? Well, I, I'm all right. I, I've got a few health issues, you know, um, that I'm dealing with. And, but I feel as though I'm getting better and stronger each, as each day goes by. So Hold I on. I'll tell you what. Let's, let's do that because I just got a message came through. So we'll do that. Yeah. I'll, I'll ask you, how do you feel now? Yeah. Right, because I'll put, yeah. probably put some music in or something yeah. and then start again. Yeah. So how do you feel now? How, how do you feel now you've had all, all of that? So kind of, well, it's not in the past because I'm assuming after you've had a heart attack of that severity, you, you're going to be trying to look after yourself. Well, I am, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sort of, yeah. I mean, uh, I've never took pills before or tablets, uh, but I've got a rook of them that I take now. I think there's about seven of them that I take. Uh, it's now down to four or five, and I have to take them every day for the rest of my life, but I never take them. You <laughs> never take them? them. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Kev, Kev, can, can, uh, right, and I'm sure I'm speaking for a lot of listeners out there. You have to take your medicine. Gonna say. Yeah, well, I do forget. I keep forgetting. But, uh, yeah, I keep getting... <laughs> it's not good. But, you know, um, yeah, I'm, I feel as though I'm getting better. And uh, it's a long process. The, the, do you know what? I've got to tell you this. The funny thing... Well, this is not funny, but the remarkable thing is... Um, how many heart attacks happen in a day? There's thousands of people who yeah. uh, have heart attacks every day. As I was walking out after recovering, and I was walking out, one of my mates were coming in. No way. Yeah, yeah. And as he's walking, his name's Mark. And as as I'm going out, he's coming out. I'm going, right, Mark, what are you doing here? I've just had a heart attack. <laughs> no way. <laughs> you joking? So have I, but I'm on my way home. So, uh, yeah, it's quite remarkable. And he's, but, is, is Mark what? all right? Is Mark okay? Yeah, yeah he's fine. Good. He's absolutely fine. Cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's surviving. He's all right. You know, he's like me. You know, he, I'm sure he keeps taking the pills there. Yeah. Well, you've <laughs> got to take the pills. Do us a favour and take yeah, the pills. Yeah. I'll do that. But the the other thing is, as well, and, 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 and just, just to hammer home how lucky I am, after my heart attack, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, recently there's been a spate of celebrities, uh, yeah. you know, dying. Yeah. And they've all been heart attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly the same as what's happened to me. You know, that Pete Burns, I think his was in a heart attack. Um, he was just after me. Yeah. You remember him out of Dead yeah. or Alive? Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a spate of them. All just had heart attacks and not survived. And uh, my friend, one of my good friends, who was a rockabilly when I uh, when I was in Leek, uh, just before me, he had the same. Um, he, he he just died. Dear me. Heart attack. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was around about fifty one, fifty two. Oh dear. 
That's no age, is it? It's no age at all. So, so you're not eating in Greg's or anything like that. And for people who are not from this country, Greg's is like the worst kind of cake shop bakery that you can ever go to. Um, you're not eating anything from there at all, on it. Nothing with cheese in it. You are, aren't you? Because I saw you the other day. He came. I've got to explain, right? I was sitting in a coffee shop in Derby. Kev Rocker Robson came walking in, Mr. Heart Attack on Legs, right? Came walking in with a cheese melt with chicken in like toasted bread. And you said, well, it's only bread, cheese and chicken. No, it got loads of butter on it and it, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't. Do you not, do you not eat like fruit all the time or something like that? Yeah. You don't, do you? You don't take, one, you don't take the tablets, so you're not going to eat fruit, are you? No, no, but I do eat the vegetables. My diet's actually not bad. You know, it's, I've not got a bad diet actually. I do all right. Yeah, but uh, I don't do fruit. I must admit, I'm not. I'm not a big fruit man. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm get, I'm certainly getting better. Well, but, well uh, you've taken up again most of the show rabbiting. It's been. I mean, interesting ain't the word for it. It isn't the word for it. And I think we've still got a little bit more that we've got to talk about. So there is going to be a part three, I think. You don't know what it's going to be yet, but I'm going to tell you what that will be. We'll have a chat. We'll have a chat later. But Kev, Rocker Robson, thank you very much for joining us on the Casimir Engine Show podcast and sharing an incredible story. (laughs) Thanks very much. Thanks for asking me. Kev, we had um, we had some response to the um, to the broadcast um, a couple of weeks ago. We had some yeah. listener feedback. It wasn't just you downloading it. We did have some listener <laughs> feedback. You see, um, um, okay. one of them uh, there was a complaint came through that um, dear Casimir um, loved the podcast with uh, Kev Rocker Robson, um, but. Um, we couldn't hear him as well as we could hear the Casimir engine on the podcast. Can you explain? Now, and I think people thought that maybe I'd toned you down a bit on the old volume controls, uh, just so that I sounded a lot better than you. But what I've got to explain to the the size of your nose is just trying to get you nearer (laughs) to a microphone, isn't it? It's very, very difficult. Listener, wherever you are, I don't know where where they were, but it is because his nose is too big to go near the mic. Anyway, Kev Rocker Robson, you know we're doing the Teddy Boy um, questionnaire? Yes. Last week to see if you were a Teddy Boy or a Rockabilly. Right, so Kev yeah. Rocker Robson, this is um, this is more modern thing, right? Um, yeah. We're talking about beauty products this evening. Okay, so Kev Rocker Robson. <laughs> no, right. Do you? Do you? Do you? Um, Kev, I know where this is Kev Rocker Robson, right? You look like a man yeah. who looks after yourself, and and you, and your teeth look incredibly. In, what, what, do you, what kind of products do you use to make you? You use the teeth whitening kit, haven't you? 
Come on. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so does the does the rocker the rest of the rockabilly fraternity? Do they know that Kev Rocker Robson, bass face out of uh, Jack and the Real Deals, <laughs> he uses teeth whitener. I haven't a clue what you're on about. <laughs> <laughs> and so, do, what other what other what other beauty products do you use? Do you use Brill Cream? What do you use in your hair? Because it's like it's it's. No. What do you use in your hair? I use um, black, a thing called black and white. And what's oh, it's like, like wax yeah. stuff. Yeah. No. <laughs> is it not wax? It's like Brill Cream. Oh, it like is to, like Brill Cream. Yeah, yeah, it's that sort of thing, you know, but it's called black and white. Yeah. It's a bit tougher, you know, and yeah. it's what we all use. Is Most it? of us use, anyway. A lot oh, of right. us use, I should say. Because you had your hair cut by Shane at the last rock. I did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. did. The man yeah. with the most incredible beard in Derbyshire. He's the most gingerest, longest beard in Derby. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a picture of you both. I'll stick it. I think I put it on Facebook, but I'll stick it on this broadcast yeah. anyway. Have you ever been to a shop? It's an amazing shop. Unfortunately, my beard's very meagre. It's, I'd, I'd be too embarrassed to go in there. I'd just be too embarrassed well, with went. this. It's ridiculous. And I've got, I don't know, have, have you seen that? I'm going to lean forward to the camera. Yeah, you've got a gap. Yeah. I've got a yeah. gap. It's ridiculous. I like, I'm like yeah. Hercule Poirot. It's it's rubbish. It's just, I try. Yeah, the I spend all time like that trying to join it together. It's rubbish, rubbish mustache. I really should shave it off, but. Mrs. Engine, li- Mrs. Engine likes it because it covers up a bit of my face, so she's quite happy with it. <laughs> well, I don't blame you. Are quite ugly, so yeah, yeah so I can understand that. Thanks for that. <laughs> it's a pleasure. The Casimir Engine Show, possibly the greatest podcaster in the world. Casimir Engine. Reliably mediocre.